Welcome, everyone. Um, yeah, this is the mystery cast. We are coming back from a uh, an extended hiatus, and uh, yeah, you know, we're just gonna press forward and keep talking about Gravity Falls because that's what we're here for. And uh, for today's episode, we're discussing Season 1, Episode 9, The Time Traveler's Pig, and Season 1, Episode 10, Flight Fighters. So, um, we're just going to jump right into it. So, Season 1, Episode 9, The Time Traveler's Pig. It first aired August 24th, 2012. It got 4.1 million viewers. And and, uh, just... You know, quick note, uh, I'm going to start denoting guest stars when they appear. Uh, so this episode's guest star is Justin Roiland as Blendon Blandon. The production code was 618G-109. And if you uh, solve the code in the credits, it says not HG Wells approved. So uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this episode, Alec? Um, well, I always think time travel is super hella trippy, and sometimes, yeah. a lot of times, doesn't make sense to me, but actually, I think they did it pretty well here, mm. I think. So there's a couple mm. things I'm a little, like, confuzzled on, right? Yeah. So when they time travel, that means their present selves, like, disappear, and then their oh, yeah. new selves take over, correct? That basically, right? Or their... Well, so I think what happens is so, you know, they, they travel back in time and then they replace, you know, their past selves in that timeline. And then presumably, you know, if they like just go, if it's a quick in and out trip, then it's just like you go there and then you blink back, you know, a second later, regardless of however much time you spent in the past. All right, yeah, so that's what I was thinking, right? So then there's the one part when they're fighting against the gnomes and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, they... the, the gnome mon- you didn't see different uh, Mabel, yeah. but there, in the first episode, there was no blink of them, like just True. flashing in and out of existence. So, so um, just a sec, let me uh, go and close the door. <laughs> yeah, good. Anyway, what I wanted to say was, if uh, you pay attention, because, you know, this was in the credits of this episode, and look back at some of those earlier episodes, like the gnome fight, you can actually see Blendon in the background uh, grabbing the stuff they dropped. Wait, actually? Yeah. Older episodes? No way. Yeah, specifically the first three. Dude, that's crazy. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> that's big brain right there. I, that's always what I've wanted to do. Like, if I was ever going to make like uh, a TV show, I'd want to add in something random in like the first, uh-huh. like little bit of like you know a series, and then later on when you basically everyone forgot about it, you go back to it with like some explanation of it. That's so cool. That's exactly what I would have done in this situation. That's insane. Very um, big brain. Yeah. Uh, going into the cold open, it's it's really... Uh, it's kind of aggressively okay for an episode that's, like, of this quality. 
True. Yeah. This episode was very quality. Definitely one of my favorites so far. Yeah. Add a good amount of comedy and then like just wholesomeness at the very yeah. end when Dipper sacrifices his uh, uh his joy yeah. for Mabel's joy. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I respect that. And also, yep, quick quick uh addition to the cast, we have D. Bradley Baker, voice of such celebrated rich characters as Appa from Avatar mm-hmm. as um Waddles. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Oh man, that pig was so funny though. Yeah. <laughs> Time Traveler's pig. Like, why'd they even add a pig? I don't know, but it's just so amazing. It's just mm-hmm. the perfect addition to the whole whole thing. That's yeah, I, um So yeah, you know, just fast forwarding to the to like when the episode starts after the cold open. Um uh, I, I thought the bit where, like, she, like, walked off and then he whispered was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. What I think was really cool, or I think it was really interesting to give a little bit more dimension to the um, snobby girl or whatever, like, the uh, uh, super awesome, like, popular cool girl oh, who makes, yeah, who makes fun of Mabel for mm-hmm. ha having it trying to win a pig but then she tries <laughs> to win the pig later on in oh, the yeah, other yeah, timeline yeah. i think that's really funny and like <laughs> it shows that all popular people are pieces of crap and <laughs> no exceptions to that it's true um and then uh i thought the bit where like robbie showed up was pretty funny at yeah. the beginning <laughs> Just, I have some new tight pants. <laughs> Bro, them tight jeans. <laughs> and, like, how it was o- almost like a, uh, what is it called? Like, the Wicked Witch of the West callback or whatever, where the water gets mm. thrown on him. Oh, yeah. And then, like, ah, my pants. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That was, just like, really mm. clever and unique way to, uh, kind of give a a reference right um and then going to the two separate inciting incidents of this episode um the bit where mabel won the one waddles was a uh, pretty funny you yeah know? yeah <laughs> with like uh like the guy running the game being incredibly obvious about it yeah (laughs) that was pretty good and then mabel's just like incredibly blase about it just like okay guess it's an easy win (laughs) (laughs) it definitely like um throws some uh gives some characterization to like the stupidity of the people inside of gravity falls like how he's like oh i just gave you the answer that means you're a witch now i have to go out and you know try and burn you with a mob (laughs) like okay sounds good whatever and then there's um the other inciting incident where uh dipper tries to win a stuffed animal at a carnival game for wendy 
but then proceeds to nail her in the eye. Can that you was talk good. About the physics of that. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> right. Oh. And when Whitney gets uh, like a purple eye, and then um, and, like she gets they, a full on shiner, and it's like, does it look swollen? <laughs> and then like the um, her uh, soon to be boyfriend or whatever yeah, comes Robbie out with a up. purple. Yeah, Robbie comes with a purple snow cone against her purple eye. Like, <laughs> why are they both purple? I'm so confused. <laughs> so. And and I remember uh, something you said like. Uh, I think when we were talking about some, like, sight gag, like, it doesn't need to be there, but it makes everything so much better. That was, um, my overall impression of the bit where, like, he, uh, sees, like, Wendy agree to go out with Robbie, and then, boom, a dart hits a heart-shaped balloon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, that was exactly. And also, when it's, like, the, I really found the um the whole uh, arithmetic of him trying to figure out yeah. how to uh get when or get wendy the stuffed animal without hitting her in the face so he's going through <laughs> like the whole math showing how much he cares yeah trying to get it for without you know right. screwing everything up one thing i do want to talk about with time travel all right i got this crazy new theory so, you know how evolution, right? Right. Like, it, it just explains the origin of species, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't explain the origin of life. So, basically, or to our knowledge of science right now, life just happened sometime, mm -hmm. right? Like, either a chemical oh, reaction or something. But what I think is that in the very distant future, what happens is we get time a time traveler. He goes back in time to like the beginning of earth and then he puts like a single celled organism on earth and lets that evolve into the rest of the earth from that or like the rest of the earth species from then on <laughs> so actually what comes first the bacteria or the human species you know like chicken and the egg well we'll never know because it's time travel baby time paradoxes Exactly. And yeah, speaking of time travel, um, yeah, Blendon's just a really amusing character. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> I love the part when he's like, I'm gonna make your uh, parents never meet. You're, you're gonna wish you were never born. Or wait, no, I'm gonna make your parents never meet. So you'll wish you were born. <laughs> yeah. That, that was really solid. Or, um. Or the bit where he's uh, demonstrates that he actually has a time machine. Like, you you know, he disappears, comes back with like Elizabethan clothes, and he's like, "That's right, fifteen years ago there was a costume store at this very location." <laughs> yeah, the um, it goes again with the um, setup and like unexpected payoff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, reverse expectations, right. which this show does so well. And um, and then there's the uh, the uh, bit where um, you know he like goes over to the carnival ride or whatever, and um, he tells Seuss, 
gird this with your life. And then Seuss immediately looks the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a hawk or whatever he says. And, I, and then, that, that was good. Yeah. And then uh, Dipper and Mabel, you know, like uh, stealing all that. And um, what? Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. And what I wanted to point out was because, uh, like, how it shows sunset and stuff in the episode. So there's the bit where Stan's all like, 12 p.m., the dunk tank is open or whatever. Yeah. And then when uh, Dipper and Mabel use the time machine to go back to that moment, they you see them pull it back to six hours. How is the sun already setting at 6 p.m. in the summer? Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Maybe they're... <sighs> In South America? Oh, yes. This is what... New uh, yes. Oregon, gravity, South America. Gravity Falls is actually in South America. Little <laughs> did you know, they're in the middle of the Venezuelan, like, Jungle. civil war that's going on right now. <laughs> wow, man, that's great. Keen eye, though. God dang, Benson. Yeah. You're like a freaking Mohican Sherlock Holmes <laughs> Um, and then there's the, uh, what I thought was a nice touch was how they, like, made a lot of where, uh, you know, Dipper travels back, he throws, he tries to win it again, but then he ends up, you know, once again beating yeah. her. But I like how they made it so that it was a, like, almost complete repeat of everything that falls, like, Robbie shows up, does the snow cone. She says, yeah, I guess so, when he asks her out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, was all, it was really good. I definitely like, this is probably one of my favorite time travel uh, yeah. gimmick episodes or movies, or just media form. This was good. I really enjoyed it. And they handled it really well. I uh, thought that the whole, like, montage, where it cuts between uh, Mabel, like, just having the time of her life with Waddles and Dipper uh, consistently finding new ways to hurt Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Like, where it, like, hits the net of baseballs that, like, she just gets, like, <laughs> she's hit with a billion of them. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was really good. Because <laughs> you, that, again, like, you thought it was only going to be that one baseball. And right. then, no, and no, no, no. <laughs> You almost, like, cringe because you could feel how painful that was. Yeah. And then, uh... And then when it's, like, you know, the scene where, uh... Dipper and Mabel are, like, both, you know, like, trying to figure out how to do stuff. Like, well, Dipper's there scribbling all over the, uh... Popcorn thing to math his way through it. And then... yeah. Mabel's knitting the sweater. I'm just thinking, like, wow, they're both incredibly talented 12-year-olds. If he can do, like, math that I don't understand, <laughs> and she can knit a pet sweater <laughs> ha, in, like, yes. less than an hour. <laughs> Building up them uh, uh, gender constructs right there yes, at such yes. a young age, right? The, <laughs> the boys doing the math, and then the women knitting the clothing okay yeah um kind of a meme what i think is um interesting is um 
just looking through the montage and seeing how many times uh, Wendy gets hit in the face, they technically spent maybe multiple days. If, you know, we're going off the same, they wait till 6 p.m., time travel back to 12 p.m., uh, that kind of cycle of yeah. six hours, then technically they've spent, like, multiple days at That's this fair. That's funny. Bro, because the thing is, is that, like, uh, Dipper and Mabel might actually be getting older, and so they're just right. wasting their lives, bro. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. And then, like, addressing the fact that there's only one timeline um, where uh, he actually successfully does that, um, considering that this show technically, like, sticks with the... Um, what's it called uh the um multiverse interpretation of a uh, quantum mechanics yeah where there's like multiple universes and stuff yeah i got you um then technically there should be multiple timelines like just an infinite number of timelines where dipper uh wins it for her and also an infinite number of timelines where um he not only wins it for her, but Mabel also still has Waddles. Yeah, yeah. But, like, maybe it's just that those other universes are, like, timelines or whatever are in some way inaccessible due to, like, fancy sci-fi stuff. Um, bro, it's Gravity Falls. Of course there's fancy sci-fi stuff that <laughs> us mere mortals don't understand. <laughs> Even as onlookers in a third dimensional perspective, <laughs> we cannot see through their 2D minds. And, um, and yeah, uh, um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I think that, like, it could also be the possibility that, like, the timeline where Dipper did win it wasn't like completely real simply because of how exaggerated Wendy and Robbie's uh, reactions to the events were when he did it. Yeah, maybe it was all that. in his head. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and also like, <laughs> I, I like the line, um, it was even better the third time when they uh, go on to the Tunnel of Love ride. Oh my god. And like, it ha can't be that big, right? It has yeah. to be just like a little circle. Right. It's so funny. <laughs> or, Which um, would really be like the 67th <laughs> time or whatever. Right. Um, and Bro, then... I just realized, mm. it, this is probably just like a I don't know, just like a random chance, but uh -huh. like Mabel gets uh, her pig from a sign, like the, the vendor guy's sign is called Winnipeg, which is like win a pet pig, yeah. but there's also Canadian town Winnipeg uh -huh. or whatever. And I just like mind blown. They're actually <laughs> in Canada. Little, They're in South America <laughs> and Canada at the same and time. And Oregon. Exactly. Bro, Gravity Falls is way trippier than we thought. <laughs> so actually, Oregon is inside of Canada, which is inside I South America. 
bro dude we're, we're we're cracking open some pandora's boxes uh, i'm scared to keep going dude not not gonna lie that this is probably one of the episodes where uh nitpicking like gets you to some of the weirdest places <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably true probably true and um and then there's the bit where they you know have that whole like fight over it uh over the time machine Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, th- I thought it was a funny line where um uh they're you know in pioneer times or whatever and Mabel's just like where are we the seventies <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, wanna got anything else for the first episode or you wanna move on to the tenth one or whatever uh I I've got a couple other you know just oh yeah him yep. Uh, things to point out. Um, uh, there's a direct reference to the episode preceding. There are a couple direct references to the episode immediately preceding this one, Irrational Treasure, because um, one of the pioneers says, by Trembly, which, you know, was the president guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and dude, then, crazy. Um, uh, it has the first uh, physical appearance of Time Baby after he was mentioned on a piece of paper of like government documents in that episode. Oh yeah, like where when um, you pause it like... and it's like that whole long thing saying stuff like Thomas Jefferson was two kids standing on top of each other in an overcoat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was good. And then, like the the um, time baby or whatever mm-hmm. that was, like in yeah. the Terminator future, or whatever, right. like the Terminator like future. That was really funny. That, that's crazy. The uh, callbacks that they have to yeah. all the other episodes. And um, I thought that the uh, that there was like something kind of like uh, just low key messed up about like the bit where uh dipper keeps like going forward further and further into the future and like mabel is still in the same spot just banging her head against the fake totem pole yeah (laughs) Uh, how do you not have a concussion yeah (laughs) that's crazy just doesn't eat sleep just concussion is trying to be made, but it just yeah. won't work. And then uh, the bit where Blendon shows back up was uh, funny. He's all like, uh, how, do you know how many rules you've broken? I wasn't there. It was probably a lot, a lot right? <laughs> that was pretty good. Because <laughs> more of the question instead of the answer right. kind mm-hmm. of thing. And... Um, and uh yeah just you know one last thing to point out um i probably the one reason that i find robbie such an unlikable character in this show is because of the way that he chose to pronounce caramel he said caramel yeah that's disgusting and low-key kind of degenerate but hey you know what Robbie is my idol, and he always will be. He, he gets he gets the girls. Let's just say that. Uh, 
not to spoil anything, but yeah, not at least until uh, like eight episodes after this, you know, he, uh, Wendy dumps him. Oh no, but Robbie, he's like such a legend who's like so cool and like so amazing and like he's so awesome. Okay. Robbie, so disgusting, honestly. Like he just looks <laughs> gross. Yeah. He's just so weird, especially in the next episode. Yeah, so, yeah, let's move on to that one. So, season one, episode 10, Flight Fighters, uh, first aired September 14th, 2012. It got 2.9 million viewers because, you know, all of the fourth graders that were watching are going to school now. <laughs> yeah. Rip. The, uh, Rip school. The production code was... 618G-111 the um, and if you decode the uh, message in the credits it says it reads sorry Dipper but your Wendy is in another castle and then a quick note on uh, two collaborative things in the episode uh, the guest star for this episode is Brian Bloom as Rumble and the animations for him were done by Paul Robertson, who uh, has done sprite work for games like um, Fez and the tie-in game for Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Dude, nice! That was him? Bro. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim is amazing. Now, that yes, is a is. true G. That is a true G. Indeed. Um, and... Uh, so yeah, just getting into the episode, um, I think it was uh, like Seuss's whole introduction in the arcade was funny. He's all like, a frog taught me how to cross the street. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the Frogger reference, yeah. And, and then there's like McGucket, um, you know, living out that... Um, Every time there's an arcade in a cartoon, there has to be some sort of DDR knockoff in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what is up with that? Like, I feel like DDR isn't that huge, man. Honestly, true. And then, um, moving on to, like, the... To a bit later, um, I, I just think a lot of the bits involving the game and like just rumbles lines are pretty funny like you killed my father again yeah the what is it like the whole action hero's dad or yeah. gets the, killed the parental or death. the parents yeah whatever um i wanted to point out with the uh poster for robbie's band that says you're dead so this is um uh, Gravity Falls acting as some sort of pop culture uh, Simpsons in terms of predictions. Because in 2014, an actual album was released called You're Dead. Bro, amazing. That's mind-blowing. Low-key. Was um, it predictions or was it a copy off of Gravity <laughs> Falls? Gravity Falls needs to sue right now. <laughs> Copying yeah. their... Um, their intellectual property. <laughs> but honestly, though, like, the 80s action 
movie basically like rocky wait was it rocky four right where uh he goes and fights communism you know how um Uh, yeah i think that was the one where he fought the the russian guy right yeah i'm just thinking like this is basically rocky four for some reason (laughs) that's all that was going through my mind through this whole game it's like this weird 80s action hero with the bandana basically um the rambo look yes exactly bro so funny and then um yeah i think that like a big interesting thing uh like what you were saying about how robbie is kind of just like acting like a freak or whatever yeah in most cases like especially uh towards the end of the cold open we're like he seems less preoccupied about hanging with his girlfriend and more preoccupied about just making Dipper mad and, like, jealous or whatever. Yeah, true, true. And, th- and like, that, there's even proof of that, really, like, with the like, whole, um... Uh, have you guys seen Wendy? <laughs> he, I mean, he really doesn't care. He just cares that, like... Uh, he doesn't care about Wendy. He just cares that he has wendy right basically and, and that like he can you know like push himself above dipper or whatever yeah and and like seriously i um and then moving on to after the cold open uh i thought that the uh intro thing was uh pretty funny where it's they're all like playing uh poker with uh snack food and then Mabel wins having no idea what they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key me all the time in basically any card game that I'm playing. Cards are overrated, kids, let me tell you. It's true. <laughs> and then uh, there's um, just everyone reacting when uh, Dipper's all like, I'll handle it when Robbie pulls up to the shack. They're just all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They all know that. No, Dipper really won't handle it that well. <laughs> or they think, at least. And um, the bit where he, like, uh, Robbie, like, tries to just call out Wendy like she's a dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, the... Uh, T.J. Miller completely improvised that line. Whoa, that's so crazy. Which, um, good job, man. You you improvised a good joke. See, that is pretty. That is pretty awesome. And then uh, when he says, like, oh, yeah, I bet she's dying to ask out a kid who uh, wears the same shorts every day. And then I'm just thinking to myself, Robbie... Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure you don't wash that hoodie. The hoodie is amazing. You never washed a hoodie, don't you know, yeah. Benson? Hoodies are forever. Like a diamond is forever? No, or <laughs> no. A hoodie is forever. Little did we know. Dang. And um and then when he like uh actually like challenges him to a fight. I feel like that um, kind of made the episode, like, take a slight, if you, like, really think about it, it's kind of a slightly dark direction because 
think about it. So there's this guy who, you know, is probably, like, so insecure in his, like, own masculinity or whatever that he is completely okay with trying to fight a kid that's half his size who just happens to like his girlfriend. And, like, yeah, right? Isn't Robbie, like, 16 or whatever? Is that Yeah, he's, he's, like, you know, like, around Wendy's age. Yeah, and so it's like, come on, dude. You can... It's so funny. And then... Let that slide, bro. Like, it's... I do think this is, like... Episode has, like, a little subtle commentary on masculinity. Because then, like, the uh, big jacked... um, rumble or whatever yeah, rumble yeah when he comes in because he's like supposed to like be the masculine masculine dude like right. super super masculine dude and how he basically just like punches out <laughs> um the insecure uh robbie or whatever honestly this episode had better commentary on masculinity than uh dipper versus manliness yeah true um, I thought the, uh, bit where he's, like, just in the shack immediately after the, he gets challenged and he's just, like, freaking out is, uh, pretty funny. Because he's just, like, noodle arms and, like, that was some seriously wavy animation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, it that, like, that was uh, animation. It looked like, uh, Adventure Time or something. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I really didn't understand uh, Zeus's um, like side plot line, really, where he gets stuck in a video game. Like it was kind of funny, the but it was just so was that the um, arcade machine was uh, a trod knockoff because it was Nort, not based off the video game, based off the movie. Oh, that makes so much sense. And when you like see the little bit of it action on screen, you know it looks like Tron. They're like writing, yeah. vice, they're like writing segues that draw lines. Bro, that's so funny. Oh man, I like. I must. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that dude. That was all. Yeah, makes sense now. Speaking I got of it. Seuss, I uh, I like the one line where he was all like talking about his uh cousin reggie and he's all like broke all his arms all his legs maybe even killed him i don't know me and reggie were just talking about it the other day (laughs) (laughs) i really like how they um how gravity falls made fun of the whole um um like barrels and crates joke yeah like how old video games always had a barrel empty barrels and crates just like the whole bit where um Rumble just Donkey Kong's Robbie. Yeah. That was good. Um, and then with the uh, beginning of the B-plot, yeah. I thought the, uh, the bit where, um, uh, like, Stan talks about uh, ladders, and he's all like, that's why I own ten guns, and I'm like, 
<laughs> Dude, I love that whole um ladders and guns situation. Yeah. That's funny. Is that is that actually true though? I didn't look I didn't have the chance to look that up. Is it true that more people die of ladders inside than guns? No, I'm pretty sure he like completely made that statistic oh, up. Okay. I thought that would have been really funny. Because remember, one in eight statistics are completely Bogus. like not real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So true. I really think also how at the very end, mm-hmm. when um they're like, we have to make this a cold war, you know, around yeah. Wendy. In that yeah. round, like, there were the whole fight was between, or in the video game, the whole fight was between an American and then a weird cyborg communist Russian guy. Cyborg. Yeah. And so I, I like the callback to that. How the Cold War was actually just like really kind of stupid and pathetic and lame. And I respect um, that. One thing I uh, thought was kind of weird was like in the one scene where Mabel was like, hey, Grunkle Stan has a fear of heights or whatever. For most of it, she was like looking straight at the screen and it was just a little off putting. Yeah, yeah. It- a smidge, like, I, not maybe a, not immersion breaking, but like, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, it feels a little weird that, like, she wasn't looking at Waddle while saying those things. Yeah. I did like that in the end when it was actually Mabel who started getting yeah. the fights and stuff. <laughs> and then um, Grunko staying overcame the, his fear. That was cool. Right. Um, I, I, I just liked pretty much all the bits with um, Rumble, like, um, you know, where it's like in the kitchen and Dipper's just trying to get him food or whatever. And he's all like, <laughs> taco, the half-eaten taco yeah. is so good. And then we, like, what does he drink? He drinks like a bowl of juice or something, he, right? He's like punch and he drinks a bowl of punch and like just smashes it on the floor <laughs> that was so awesome dude I love or um just just a lot of the video game references i thought were pretty good it's like, a me um, a mabel yeah <laughs> that was, or, at uh, the very end was really yeah. good and then when zeus is having a weird pac-man dream yeah. like that whole thing that whole thing is just like a weird end and then but honestly it was probably the most fitting possible right and um yeah same goes for the uh code which was you know the mario reference yeah exact exactly yeah anyway i wanted to point out that there was a good like video game reference or whatever when dipper was all like oh no stan's coming quick stay still and he's like you know still like going oh yeah and then he's bouncing back and forth and then when they still ready And then when um, Dipper and uh, Rubble are about to fight, mm-hmm. then um, he try. Then mm-hmm. Dipper tries to use the uh, the motion back and forth stance. Right. Yeah. That and, really uh, or there was the bit where it like you know references all the how in like a lot of old beat 'em ups, you know, you can just pick up random stuff off the ground and use it to beat people up. Yeah, and then there's a ninja katana. Just picks whatever. up a ninja sword, like, Dipper's just like, wow, this street has dangerous litter. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that is that is really funny. 
I definitely like how um, Gravity Falls doesn't take itself super yeah. seriously. Not a lot of kids' shows do, but, like, this has the self-awareness <laughs> to, like, a whole new level right. I haven't seen in a lot of kids' shows. Yeah, well, I mean, like, starting next season, it does get more serious, but at least it still keeps its sense of humor. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, just breaking down some of the other video game references, there was the bit where uh, Robbie was being chased by Rumble, who was being chased by Dipper, and there was the bit where he smashed up the car. That, that was a nice uh, Street Fighter 2 call out. Yeah, bro, and then when the rich kid says, oh, no, my car, and then the dad says, oh, we'll just buy you another <laughs> one. And then the kid's like, oh, I love being rich or whatever. I just, I laughed. My, that was funny. Just showing, yeah. like, kids just getting spoiled or whatever. Because if it was, like, an adult, like, of, you know, a low-income family, just, like, who've had maybe that car for, like, just got it or whatever, that would basically be that put them in such financial yeah. trouble. But for the rich family, it's just, eh, doesn't really face them. I thought that was yeah. kind of funny. I, I also kind of feel like pointing out that, um, uh, yes, Dipper looks fairly beat up at the uh, end of the episode. He, like, still, you know, didn't break any bones. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty lucky. I also liked... <laughs> The uh, rain of fists. Yeah. <laughs> rain of I, fist punches. Bro, I love that whole combat scene, especially when Dipper does 0.5 damage when yeah. you think he's going to have right. like a huge mega And it's combat. like this whole dramatic thing, but then like... Dude. 0.5 damage. <laughs> that was so funny. And then when Zeus is trying to like yeah, wave... swipe at the, uh, the, health, <laughs> the bar. health bar. That was good. And then there was the, um, what was I going to say? And then there was just the whole combo bit where it's like so many prefixes that it eventually just slaps on prefix. <laughs> yeah. Mega, ultra, whatever, alpha. Prefix bro. combo. That was, that, that, that is, that was funny. And yeah, I think that the, um, ending was like a fairly uh good like thing to close out on on like you know just kind of trying while like acknowledging that in some scenarios it's less than ideal to fully um express like your emotions or whatever because in that case they were like literally just gonna beat each other up yeah over it and uh so yeah that's I actually, one last thing though, I really liked how Wendy was again kind of talking about like toxic masculinity, how she hates right, yeah. how boys fight over her or whatever. Right. That was funny. And then Dipper's like, no, we were stopping two other dudes from fighting. Like, dude, he saved that hard. Dude, that was so good. And uh, so, yeah, that uh, wraps it up for this week's episode of the Mystery Cast. Next week, we will be discussing uh, the 11th and 12th episodes of uh, Season 1, uh, Little Dipper and Summer Ween. And <laughs> so, yeah, you can 
feel free to uh, tell your friends about the show if uh, you think they'd like it. And so, yeah, this, this has been Ben and Alec. Reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. And don't forget to buy gold.